0: Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Big Time Talker Podcast on the Blog Talk Radio Network. I'm Burke Allen in Washington, D.C., and the program is a service of our buddies at SpeakerMatch.com, the world's largest online virtual speakers bureau. So if you're a speaker or if you're a meeting planner, visit the virtual marketplace at SpeakerMatch.com. And get together, figure out uh, if you're going to do an online virtual presentation or maybe an in-person event later this year or in 2021. Speakermatch.com has the tools you need. And we thank them for making the big time uh, program possible. And and I'm saying big time in that way because we have a big time guest today. She's, uh, you got to listen to this resume, kids. She has, uh, uh, a lady that does many things. I- I'm amazed she can wear this many hats on that little head. She is, are you ready, a mom, a wife, an entrepreneur, a proud United States Army veteran, a success strategist, a change maker, game changer, transformational specialist, success creator, and the author of Secrets of Becoming a Master Networker, the lovely, the talented Stacey O'Burn blesses us with her presence on the Big Time Talker Podcast. How's that for an introduction?
1: <laughs> Makes me want to listen in. Thanks so much for having me today.
0: Thank you for being here. I'm I'm just trying to cue up for maybe the opportunity to go on the road as your opening act. I want to be like your hype man. <laughs> You're like the guy that introduced well, James I, Brown when he was on tour, you know? I want to be that guy.
1: I gotta tell you, I think you already are that guy. How's that? <laughs>
0: All right. Enough of this mutual admiration society stuff. We're here to talk about overcoming some craziness. Um, uh, twenty twenty, mm. you know, this is a year that that pretty universally people are going. I want a do over. Um, it, you know, mm. started off rough and it got worse. But but you are in the business of being a change maker and being a game changer mm. and and sort of transforming the way people look at things and coming out the other end of things in in a good way. You also are someone that that spends an awful lot of your professional life bringing people together. So, you know, where do we start with 2020 and and trying to right the ship here? Mm,
1: That's a great question. You know, I have to tell you that that I I think it all starts with self. And, and, And what I mean by that is, You know, we we hear in a multitude of variations that these are uncertain times. These are unprecedented times. Uh, We don't know what to do. We don't know uh, how to respond or react. And, you know, the one thing that I know as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, and as a sales professional is every second of every minute of every hour of every day is uncertain till I become certain as to what exactly I'm going to do. So the only uncertainty that ever really exists is the certainty that I allow into my my space, my mindset. It's not uncertain times; it's just different times. And you know, when I when I started this company, my my training company, Pivot Point Advantage, I started it in 2009, and I had already built a seven figure business. I had a business partner embezzle it from me, leave me with 16 cents, and then sue me the next day ah. so that when I sued him, it would make my lawsuit look fraudulent. So I spent four and a half years in court defending myself from being sued. You know, and, and I had built a multitude of other income opportunities, but people kept coming up to me asking me how I always rebounded. And it made me realize that I had knowledge, tool sets, skill sets, and 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 things that that i implemented on a continual basis that most people didn't have i've been studying neuroscience and human behavior for well over 20 years i've i've been studying neuro linguistics programming for well over 20 years and the one thing i became clear on is where we go we follow and everywhere we are there we go and it's you know it became clear that so many people deploy the I hope it's okay I say this the itty bitty shitty committee in their head <laughs> that that is <laughs> that is always holding them back and and so when I stepped back and I made the decision to start my training company to start my my coaching company I I decided that I was going to name it a name that that I was very passionate about. You know, you hear so many people today talking about needing a pivot, needing a pivot. You have to pivot. Well, reality is I've known this all all along. You know, I, I, I played softball and basketball my entire life. I played all army softball and all army basketball when I was in the military. And the one thing, uh, a, a basketball player needs is they need a strong foundation, which is very similar to what business people and entrepreneurs and sales professionals need. They need a plan, right? We, we need a very solid position and then we need a, a strong point that we where we can pivot from because this pivot allows us to see a multitude of perspectives. See, this is what people are lacking right now. So I named my company pivot point advantage because reality is we all need a strong foundation to where we can pivot on that point that will support us while we're looking for a multitude of perspectives. And then we all need an advantage over our competition. Well, reality is our number one competition is us because we're the one that holds ourselves back. We're the one that gets in our way. We're the one that's always buying what we're selling. And unfortunately it's rarely our product service and solution. It's usually the objections before we ever get them. So what happens is all this environment is creating for us is an opportunity to get better, an opportunity to be better, and all, an opportunity to be more flexible. You know, I do live trainings. Well, I can't do live trainings with social and physical distancing, in force. Right. But what I can do is I can do virtual trainings. I can do virtual live trainings. I can create digital solutions. So this allows me to help even more people at a varying degree of different price points, And doesn't that make me come out of this even better on the other side? So for me, I tell people choice is a powerful thing and suffering is always optional. You have a choice to buy into this and get sucked down with it or to understand that your perspective avatar still has needs, wants and desires. Those needs, wants, and desires are going to grow in this environment because when people are in pain, when people are scared, when people are suffering, they need comfort. They need solutions. They still have needs and wants. They're just going to be smarter about how they buy now. And it's how you show up and it's how you connect and invest in in your social equity that's going to get you seen, heard, exposed, and desired. And... That's what's going to separate those who make it and those
0: that don't. And if you want to, by that's the way, if you want to find opinion. out more about how Stacy does all this, there's a bunch of free stuff that's really good at pivotpointadvantage.com. So so Stacy, a lot of it really comes down to you for what you're saying is people are held back by stinking thinking. Um, and in reality, there are an awful lot of folks who, um, worked previous to all this in positions that, that haven't mm-hmm. been able to come back. For example, I work with a lot of national entertainers. And the the mm-hmm. entertainment business, the touring business, is just shut completely down. And, and you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying we cry tears for Taylor Swift because she's going to be okay. You know, if you charge a million and a half dollars <laughs> for a concert, you can afford to, to sit out 2020 and start next year. But what about mm-hmm. all of those people who are uh, sound and lighting people and production designers and run ticket windows. Mm. And, uh, it, you know, there's uh, the original gig workers that that term comes from, you know, entertainment mm-hmm. gigs, all, uh, you know, that whole industry is shut down for a long time. How do you wrap your mind around, uh, you know, what you've done your whole life, just being jerked out from under you. And, and how do you pivot in something like that?
1: Absolutely. And you know what, that, that's a great question. Look, I'm completely sensitive to the fact that there are industries out there that have been a lovingly say temporarily crippled. And what I mean by that is, is uh, absolutely the, 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 gig industry, the lighting, the sound production, all of that. Um, there, there, you have the holistic modalities industry, you know, the massage therapists and everything. Right, sure. I'll, I'll, i'll I'll speak to to the massage therapist, then I'll circle back to the entertainment industry because i can I could easily speak to it metaphorically speaking. So you take a massage therapist. People are at their utmost uh, stressed level right now, and for them, for them, they they're not allowed to touch people. They can't get within six feet of their clients. They can't see their clients right now because of the physical and social distancing regulations. so it's it's impossible i'm going to lovingly say to virtually zoom a massage for someone and have them feel the benefits from it right however a massage therapist does know how to teach someone to center their breathing so that they can de-stress themselves. A massage therapist does know how to meditate so someone can de-stress themselves. A massage therapist does understand aromatherapy. A massage therapist does understand how to teach self-massage to release lactic acid in the muscles so that the muscles aren't so tense. I could go on and on. So what a massage therapist would do is they would turn around and pivot, and instead of doing hands on healing they could offer a multitude of different digital courses at a cost effective price so that someone can get educated on what to do in their environment being stuck at home or safe at home however you want to look at it well for the the, the gig people the sound people the lighting people you know being a speaker being a training be, being a trainer Having to do everything over, you know, Zoom and stuff like that, let's face it, lighting and sound is imperative. I would, I have spent, my teams have been spent immense amount of hours looking how to deliver exceptional quality virtually uh, in sound and in lighting and how to still give that stage presence from a digital aspect. Well, a, a lighting specialist, you know, they could educate you on the different types of lights to utilize in the different types of environments, and yeah, it might not be the, the $500 a day or the $150 a day, whatever they rent their equipment out for or their team out for. It may not be that, but if they turned around and, and threw together a 30-minute training on what type of light to, lose, to use and what type of environment and sell it for $50 a download, you know how many speakers and trainers and success strategists and business coaches would be all over that for the sheer fact that they, they really need to accentuate how they look virtually and how they sound virtually.
0: Stacey O'Byrne is our guest today. We're talking about uh, how to pivot in this time as we come out of the pandemic and, and, and not just throw in the towel. And look, I 110% agree with you in, in your philosophy I'm one of those guys. I came up in the broadcasting industry, and and uh, you know I was going to be a broadcaster until the day I died. And I, I had people mm. come after me constantly uh, and say, "Hey, you know, how do you get on TV? How do you get on the radio?" And I said, "No, no, no, I'm a broadcaster." And eventually, there was a lady in in Pittsburgh. She was a psychologist, and she really wanted to to learn how to do interviews. She was very meek and mild mannered, uh, but she had a great concept, and so I taught her how to do that. And she did sixty six interviews in a month, and you know launched an entire product line and it was It was that aha moment for me that said, "You know what all this knowledge you have inside you can use it in a different way um but I wonder in the things that you teach, if one is more important than the other, is getting your mindset uh more important than learning how to be a great communicator is or or is learning how to sell what you do?" More important or, you know, the the networking, the communication relationship building. Is there one of these things that you should tackle first?
1: Mm, That's a great question. So I have a philosophy that success is 90% mindset, 10% action. So you start there. Reality is, yeah, you kind of have to because the way we're imprinted, the way we're imprinted and science has proven that we've been imprinted between the ages of zero to seven. So the way we're we're imprinted by significant adult figures in our life dictates how we act and respond, and it dictates our ability to build relationships with success and money and, and social currency. And for most people, for most people, most of us were either raised by people who were raised by people who lived through the Great Depression, or we were raised by people who lived through the Great Depression. The one thing that was really lacking then was money. So because money was lacking, that imprint got imprinted into today's entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and sales professionals. So they have that tape playing in the background of their brain, that program of, I'm going to call it lack. You know, and lack is different for all. And because that's continually playing, it sabotages them, whether they're aware of it or not. For some people, it shows up as self-confidence. For some people, it shows up as the inability to follow through. For some people, they start things and they don't finish it. For some people, they give up too soon. You know, for others, they, they never even try. I could go on and on, but that program deploys itself and it shows up in people's results or lack thereof. So you always start with the mindset because, as I said earlier, where we go, we follow.
0: So as a kid, and by the way, we're talking to Stacey O'Byrne today about ways to, to get it together and move forward as we come out of the pandemic and, and despite everything that's going on in the world. As a kid, Stacy, I was brought up by, uh, and I don't talk a whole lot about this, but by two very interesting people. My mom and dad were both confined to wheelchairs. My dad was a disabled vet. My mom had childhood polio. So I learned from a very young age, and I'm an only child, uh, and I'm up on my feet and in great shape. Um, to be very patient and to have a lot of stick-to-itiveness and to not let, Mm -hmm. you know, the obstacles that are sort of thrown in your way uh, slow you down because my mom and dad figured out workarounds even in the, you know, the 1960s and 70s when there was no Americans with Disabilities Act, you know, they figured out how to build, my dad built hand controls to drive the car. Uh, And, and, you know, Mm -hmm. they retrofitted the house with, uh, you know, with low-fitting appliances and all of that stuff. And and frankly, I was six years old. I went to elementary school before I knew that my parents were any different than anybody else's. They just wanted to live a normal life. Um, you have a military background, and now as an adult, I work with a lot of of high ranking uh, military retirees. I, I have a you know a, a former special ops Green Beret guy that I work with, and another a former member of, of SEAL Team Six, and they talk about the lessons they learned getting comfortable being uncomfortable in the military Mm -hmm. as, as a success strategy and sort of the civilian world. I wonder if, if your, your army background has helped inform your mindset in, in sort of getting through tough times like this.
1: That's a phenomenal question. And thank you for asking that. Uh, There are three key takeaways I got from, uh, serving in the army. Okay. Takeaway number one is the the commercial, uh, be all you can be. We do more before 9am than most people do all day was absolutely true. Right. The one thing the army taught me was if you weren't falling asleep before your head hit the pillow, you never played full out that day. So the army taught me what 100% felt like. Well, 100% look like so I knew without a shadow of a doubt if I was just winging it and phoning it in or if I was truly capping in and giving my hundred percent and reality was by phoning it in or giving a hundred percent made the difference between life and death so that was my first takeaway my my second takeaway was the average person capped out at 45 percent capacity in other words just when they just when they were getting started they had thought that they had given it their all and reality was the military taught me stickability the military taught me fortitude the military taught me that it doesn't matter how frustrated you are how tired you are how beaten down or hungry you are if you want to make it You got to keep going, whatever that keep going is at that time in that moment. Because if you don't, something really bad is going to catch you, whatever that is. The third takeaway that I got was there's no such thing as self-made. There's no such thing as doing it alone. You know, I hear these people claim that they're self-made millionaires. You know, for me, they didn't make the product, sell the product, create the product, and buy the product, then ship the product, build the product, and collect the money. There's always a team behind success. Right. And the Army taught me that in order for other people to be able to trust you, you have to trust yourself. And in order for you to be able to trust other people, you have to trust your uh, your sensory acuity, your discernment so that you align yourself with people who aren't going to phone it in, who are going to give a hundred percent and really show up and they're going to watch your back as much as you watch their back. So for me, I learned that when I stepped into my entrepreneurial life, my business ownership and being a sales professional, I was never in it alone ever. I, it was up to me to earn every second of my teammates' attention, and every second of my, my squad's security. And I have taken that wholeheartedly into everything I do in relationship building, for business, with my prospective clientele, with my existing clientele, with my referral partners, with uh, with people who show up at, at events that, that I speak at or, or events that, that, that I train. They're they're going to get one hundred percent of me and I am going to earn one hundred percent from them because I know that I can't do it without them.
0: Stacy O'Bird so is our guest. The, the website is pivot point advantage and didn't mean to interrupt you there. I apologize. Um Stacy, so you also are a big proponent of communication and perhaps I should do that better since Mm -hmm. I just stepped all over what you were going to say. But I, I think that the communication is one of those things that, that people don't put in general enough of an emphasis on and, and, you know, I'm based in Washington, D.C., and I see these politicians just talking over one another all the time, and it's kind of devolved to that. And a lot of social media platforms, there's a whole lot less listening happening and a whole lot more talking and, and trying to convince other people of things. And And I wonder, in your background as a communicator and, and also as a former soldier, you know, who had to communicate with, with large numbers of other people to make that whole team concept happen, I would have to think that communication would be super important in turning the corner on all this.
1: Mm. Communication is essential. It's life or death. Ironically, ironically, my responsibility, my job, my MOS in the army was communication.
0: Oh, was that right? Okay. So it was.
1: <laughs> yes i uh, so it was my responsibility to send the communication my responsibility to receive the communication and my responsibility to intercept communication so i i just so happened to be able to take that skill set from from military life to civilian life and and i'll share with you uh, that the biggest mistake people make is they assume communication happens and and what i mean by that is there are four different personality styles. A lot of us have studied personality styles. Uh, I'm a DISC certified coach. So you've got your, your, your dominant, which is your CEO type. They're your drivers. You have your influencers that like to have fun, make money. They like recognition. They always like to be in front of a room. You have your steadiness, which are really your nurturers. These are, th- these are people that show up for the cause. And then you have your conscientious people These are the people that are all about the specifications, the white paper, the science. Well, that's all people's conscious awareness, right? This is how people show up. So it's really important to study personality profiling so that you understand how to step into someone's map of reality because we all have all four personality styles within us. It's just dependent on what we lead with, and when you understand where you lead with very specific styles in very different areas of your life, you know how to tap into it at any given moment. And then after you learn how to step into someone's map of reality, it's important to be able to speak into their listening. So just like we have four primary personality styles, we also have four primary processing styles. You have your visual processors. They need to see it. They need to be able to picture it. They need to be able to imagine it. You have your auditory processors. It's got to sound right to them. They have to be able to hear it. You have your kinesthetic processors. It's got to feel right. They've got to be able to touch it. It's got to resonate and vibrate with them. And then you've got your auditory digital processors. You know, they've got to be able to think about it. It's got to make sense to them. They've got to be able to lay it out to understand it. So whenever you are... Communicating with someone, it's important to understand how they show up at a conscious level, their personality, so that you can step into their map of reality, and then how they process information, which is how it it affects their neurology. This way, you know whether or not you need to visually display something. Or auditorily display something or let them touch something or lay out the science and the specifications. And each processing style also utilizes its own set of words as well as its own set of tonality patterns and speech patterns. Because some like to talk fast, some like to listen slow. So once you understand how to master the art of communication, communication happens 100% of the time. You learn how to listen to hear versus listening to respond.
0: Stacey O'Burn, our guest today, and she is, uh, amongst other things, an author. And uh, I want to talk to you a little bit before we run out of time here. I'm looking at my watch. I could talk to you about this stuff forever. I love this topic. I love the never give up, you know, pull up yourself by the bootstraps and, and move on but i want to ask you about your book and what went into mm. making a book because you know if it were easy everybody would do it right um you wrote a yeah. book called secrets to become a master networker and i think you've got another one that's uh, that's coming out soon too how tough was it to write that book and what's in it
1: so Secret to Becoming a Master Networker is a, is everything I did from the networking aspect on taking a business from ground zero, which was zero dollars, all the way up to a little over a million dollars in a year and a half. And it's a system that I use time and time again. It's it's It's, it's literally a networking plan on how to show up, add value, and convert relationships into reciprocity. How hard was it? Yeah. Well, I can tell you, if you went back to high school and talked to my teachers, they tell you that they kicked me out of English, and every one of them are probably turning in their grave, <laughs> unbelieving the fact that I physically wrote a book.
0: I love it. The <laughs> last yes, person I, they would think I, would write a book is Stacey O'Byrne, huh?
1: <laughs> and I've been blessed. To co-author a book with Mr. Jack Canfield, and I've been blessed to co-author another book with Jay Abrams. Nice. So, and I do have another solo book coming out, so I'm really excited
0: about it. Well, congratulations! And look, if folks want to find out more about you, PivotPointAdvantage.com is the website. Um, and if uh, if they were to reach out to you. For one piece of advice to, to help get their minds right and, and to sort of recalibrate things and, and to come out the other end of this, what's the first thing that, that in a general sense you would tell someone who's struggling right now? Mm.
1: So it would be in an a phrase. And it's important to remember the most flexible person in a situation will always control the situation. It's really important to respond to your environment instead of react to it and to remember choice is a powerful thing and suffering is always optional and then i would finish it with it's really important to make sure you get out of your way so that you can get on your way and finally have your way
0: all very quotable and you're exactly right about flexibility i have an old old mentor who said flexibility is the hallmark of a professional you got to be able to bob and weave so Mm -hmm. good stuff stacy o'burn thanks for being here today i appreciate it
1: no, thank you so much for having me. It's
0: been my honor. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Sure. Stacy is available for you at pivotpointadvantage.com, pivotpointadvantage.com. I'm Burke Allen in Washington, D.C., the Big Time Talker podcast brought to you by our friends at Speaker Match. Thank you so much for listening. Now go out and make it a great day.